everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Prime Time here, here with the latest news around animation and pop culture. Hopefully, everyone is having a wonderful day, no matter where you are around the world. I apologize, I haven't uploaded an episode last week. I was busy with uh, stuff outside of the of the podcast. I was able to f- to watch the latest Batman film, which I might do. Re- I might do a review later on because I really want to say stuff about the 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 Batman movie because I want to get spoiled. But it's. I'll just give you like a quick thing in my mind about it. It's just it was good. I like it honestly. Good, but. I'll, put, I'll give more details next week if I want to do a review on the movie. But overall, it was it was a pretty good film, honestly. So yeah, that's what I've been doing last week, and I was waiting for seeing that film for like three weeks now, and I was able to to find a good day and a good spot to finally watch the Batman film. And I really and I could tell you off the bat right now, I really recommend to watch the new Batman film. It is pretty good in my opinion. It's it's pretty good. It's pretty good, honestly. But aside from that. We got some more news for you guys so far this week, what I can find. So, yeah, let's get started with your daily news. Now, our first lady news for the day comes from the IndieWire.com that a new report confirms that that the each kid's programming television, uh, each children's programming have stopped, have dropped dramatically. Now, this afternoon, Nickelodeon holds its first in-person upfront at ad buyers in nearly two, year, two years. Now, kids are addicted to screens, but not the, aka the OG flat screens, that's still attached to the, the parents' cable boxes. Time spent viewing on kids' programming on linear television has collapsed massively, around 53% between 2019 and 2021. Analysis from at the Mothin... Uh, Neth, Neth, Mofton Nathanson found that the that their state of linear viewing of 2021 report published today following the gigantic decline in minutes consuming was non-event sports programming down 23 percent, um, syndicated programming around down 22 percent, movies down 20 percent. In terms of the individuals ratings, loser um, losings during the or losers. According to the article, during the pandemic of COVID-19, Cartoon Network was the hardest to hit, with a drop of 34%, while Nickelodeon also got harmed, with the decline of 23% in ratings. Awkwardly, Nickelodeon will host an annual upfront of 4pm 4, 4 Eastern Standard Time today, in which it will attempt to impress other impress and otherwise woo media buyers into purchasing commercial commercial time on their programming schedules. Today, Nickelodeon event is the first live in-person upfront since the CWs in May of 2019. The border uh, adoption of the streaming services, we assume, has driven this shift, according to a reporter reads. In other words, the Muftin Nathanson Nathanson isn't saying kids stopped watching. A.K. Blues Clues and You, so much as they stopped watching via traditional cable bundles. That means that it's not all doom and gloom for Nickelodeon in the world of the world, which the brand as a major part of DTC services of Paramount Plus, which sells advertisements as as part of the limited commercials of four ninety nine per month tier, as well as Paramount's Pluto TV, which completely ad supported. Nickelodeon, I mean, Cartoon Network 
all is also owned by Warner Media, so its primarily streaming services around is basically HBO Max. Library content will also be available on Hulu as well. IndieWire reached out to you worthy representatives for a cartoon network for a story, but we did not immediately receive any response. One Nickelodeon sports, um, source who spoke with IndieWire for their story on the condition of anonymously pointed that the slew of their Paramount originals hitting number one overall the OS, SVOD service as advice of the group's all-in streaming push. The number the number ones included Camp Coral, SpongeBob Under Under Years, Paw Patrol, and Star Trek Prodigy. That's all we got from Nick. Those folks are a bit busy today so far with their Pendulum Times Square presentations, which we're told to be very focused on Paramount Plus. Even with the little one's parents are moving away from the linear TV, just not as much as alarming rate. There has been a dramatic reduction in the con consumption of the original scripted cable network's con content as the audience moved to SVOD. For that fair, the five analysis credit to the Buffalo's Lanthanson's linear TV report wrote. Pretty much the only genres working on a linear television are live sports and news. The top three cable networks in terms of total minute viewers were basically Fox News channels, MSNBC, and CNN. They found, but those other also hit the largest declines since 2022 and 2020. When the benefits from the presidential election cycle, ESPN was fourth in the terms from viewings. The only cable channel in the top 20 to actually grow from 2020 to 2021 in the metric. Now, on broadcasting television, unscripted original programming has shed out the one quarter of their time view since before the pandemic. While news is down 8%, it is live sports that saved the day. It takes off uh, uh, Fox's broadcasting channel with the whopping of 77% view on Fox broadcasts with live sports, which found that a 28% increase from a decade ago. On cable's biggest growth, the absolute view came from in the NBA as well as on in, on TNT. By now, it's clear that the future's linear cons consumption will be more sports and news with cable, which the original scripted content linear should now follow with Paramount model, uh, earning across the multiple distribution platforms. So the two youngest generations have pretty much given up the linear television, but what the what the um. The older generations say it's found that 68% of cable TV's total total day viewership in the final quarter of 2021 to 69% of the same broadcasts came from the viewers ages around 50 and older and older. Specifically, just five six six to five percent of the viewership came from those ages 17 and younger. Older viewers may be cutting the cord, but younger folks are increasingly asking questions of why, what is a cord, the, the analysis concluded. And there's like a following, following joke after that. So, basically, um, cable programming networks such as Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon have been on decline this year in the past few years. I say it was on the, specifically on the beginning of the pandemic. And I would have to say that I wouldn't expect that much, honestly, because um, we obviously can see the decline of cables and obviously the older generation, like I mentioned before, that they're still using cables to this point. Maybe they start linear to go to paid 
pay streaming subscriptions, but they still is a dominant generation who's still using cords. But it is no it is no surprise that there has been a huge decline with these cable networks, specifically with Cartoon Network. Amazingly, I I I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but I'm but at the same time it's interesting to see that Cartoon Network took a big hit and then Nickelodeon itself. I have two theories of why particularly Nick, uh, Cartoon Network hit the hardest in Nickelodeon. Maybe it's because Nickelodeon has like other varieties than just animation. Like they also have like live action. Sometimes they used to have like a bit sports. They, have, they used to have the little news network and then from time to time. As well as the little kids choice awards and whatever all that stuff. With Cartoon Network on the other hand, they have not, they have just um animation and um, pretty much that's it. Maybe like a few little movie shows, like movies, specials, and all that sort of stuff. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that they don't just an- don't just show animation. I say it's a good thing. The thing is, is that Nick Cartoon Network hardly has any varieties of what types of um, special events they do compared to Nickelodeon, where they do with their whole award show news network and live sports and whatever. I remember Cartoon Network used to have their own game, um, their own game year awards called the Cartoon Network, Cartoon Network Game of the Year, which was basically just celebrating all sports and getting their awards. And I'm pretty sure they covered it because it had lower viewership because kids want to see cartoons, not just live people giving away awards to some sports, to some like sports enthusiasts and whatever. And I know they're trying to make it more like, hey, kids, watch this new Game Awards show, whatever, and thought something, something. It wasn't really that successful. So, yeah, Nicolin, Cartoon doesn't have a good blend when it comes to blending with live action and, and animation, which we obviously could tell from the past years of what they did. See Unreal. What the hell? But... But I could see the decline with that particular network with when it comes to Nickelodeon, and another thing I want to point out is from this article is that um the way it's the way that the um it says in particular is that for reasons for it is that original content or creative content particularly because because news networks and sports networks get the most ratings because they're obviously telling live um I think like live events, live news, anything that's actually on the actually on the real life basically. Like watching I don't know, some some basketball team beating whatever or you see like a news where like uh I don't know, like traffic jam or just like does uh hit and run or whatever. And it's all it's all basically live stuff. It's happening. And what's declining is not, is that the whole original content or original ideas that are not based off of like live live stuff like what's happening right right now basically, and it's basically just like creative stuff like creative shows and all that stuff that's being declined and I could see a lot of that because the internet as a whole does that more than just than cable basically they ha- they created original content they created their own shows spin-off stuff and whatever all over the internet and children and younger teens maybe young adults such as myself see this explosive content from from all over social media when it comes to youtube 
Twitch, TikTok, maybe Instagram. Like all these creators, all these like um, people doing original content right through your phone, right through your tablet, whether your devices on your computer, whatever, all your individual devices. And you have the control to just like find another content to see and whatever without cable television. And that's what I'm seeing so far with with what they're doing that as an example with um, streaming services. Streaming services have the original content and that's where they mostly strive from that content is to create more shows, more... Basically more, yeah, basically just more shows or documentaries and whatever. It's it's all part of streaming services, not just cable. Because cable, obviously, you just see like the news and sports because they're all live. Well, the creative content. But you see what I'm getting with this. It's it's all comes down with creativity and what shows or what creative idea you put in into what platform. And what I could see so far with these declines of of children's television, Nickelodeon, and uh, Culture Network. I'm not sure if Disney Channel is hit quite as much. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Disney doesn't really much care for that since they mostly focus on just movies and, and theme parks at this point. But, but I'm pretty sure they still kind of care for that one. But overall, um, I mean, mostly you get more creative content, mostly based on the internet. And we want to see those shows in particular with other creators as it go with streaming services like Paramount Plus, HBO Max, and all that stuff, and Disney Plus, and Hulu, and all, and all those sort of things. And that, that makes more sense. You have to control to what creative content you want to watch. Instead of you just flipping channels if you want to see the latest episode of, of this show or that show, and you have the power to like pause or whatever on that show or you could just record it on your DVR or whatever and just like watch it whatever time you want but but at the end of the day no one has that type of power to have that type of technology and seeing that the streaming services are pretty much a bit more viable than that so that's like that's what I could say so far with the whole um, downgrade of cable basically it just mostly shows or programming that have more creativity of content than just like live feed, live feed on the air, and all that type of stuff with live events that's going on around the world. And that's what I could see so far. It, it is, I'll tell you this, it is kind of concerning since I know it's a show that you grew up as a kid and whatever, it's understandable. But at the same time, you kind of do still have it in a more of a bit more of a f- of affordable type of way. You know what I mean? I mean, you have like other platforms you can watch these shows, like I mentioned before, and you could either just pay them or it's up to you or just like maybe pirated or whatever those shows. And um, it's it's just. It's just like that, honestly. You have the power with that. With the internet, it's it's how it is, way how it is, honestly. It's killing cable mostly with the younger generation who are mostly moving away from cable. And you might, might slightly see that from our uh, 
from the older generation might. But from as of right now, it is a bit concerning, but yet to admit that um, we can watch those off a whim and just like watch them whatever you want. Even if you don't want to pay for those um, affordable things, you can just like get like a VPN and just watch those shows on a different country that's more affordable than in your country that you're within. And I I kind of agree with that one with VPNs. It seems pretty good so far. If you want to, don't want to deal with the piracy, just go with a VPN. Just if you live in the US and want to see a show that costs this, maybe, maybe go to Canada or probably Canada's a bit expensive over there. Or maybe go to UK or something like that. Or anything other world languages you want to see other shows that have type of content over there. So yeah, just use a VPN. Pay less price for that streaming services originally tend to in your country. There you go. Imagine to you. We have a lot of stuff that's possibility to watch these shows you like. Off a whim, honestly. Yeah, I know you have to pay a bit more, but there's other websites you can just see illegally under, under the radar with these corporations. But it is what it is so far, from from what I could tell. And, um, and it's... Is what I could say so far when, from what I could see from the cable television programming and all that stuff. So, yeah, expect more of these contents to go around. But we just have to say in the near future what's going to happen and unfold with these um, sizzle channels. Because you never know if they got to get, if these um, channels might get the boot or off the air. So, we just have to wait and see. Now, our next story for today comes from IGN.com. That two days ago, the gaming company Rockstar Games has announced its latest um, paid uh, subscription service called GTA Plus, a new subscription service for G for Grand Theft Auto Online. It will only be available for PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S of the game and will be launched on March 29th. GTA Plus will only cost around 6 bucks or what they say $5.99 uh, per month and provide sus subscribers with the recurring monthly banks deposits at least around $500,000 of GTA currency, ensuring players that they have plenty of cash to spend in the online open world. There will also be a wide range of, of members only bonuses, including exclusive properties, vehicles, upgrades, discounts, cash, RP bonuses, and Rockstar also mentions that there will be the ability to unlock gameplay updates that you may miss out on, suggesting that the previous time limited content may be accessible with GTA Plus. The first month of GTA Plus, which will span around 20 March 29 to March to April 27th will provide the following content GTA you GTA um, currency will be given around five hundred thousand dollars through your maze bank with your online character the principle of Devesta 8 a supercar that comes with the with with house special works upgrades with HSW orange trip and HSW CMYK glitch Levers, uh, which will also be eventually be made available purchase by the general public. The auto shop property located in LA, LA Mesa. This introduces the 
assortment of gameplay updates from Los, An from Los Santos Tunes. A way of LS cars, meet membership fees, current LS car mem meet members of GTA Plus will be were embarrassed with around $50,000 during this event in GTA currency. Yacht owners will can be upgraded to the Ocarus Super Yacht with no additional costs. The Geeset Frog T and Broker Lups basketball top and shorts will be added to your wardrobe. Convoy the conveyor Laveri and Mammoth and the Mammoth Avenger HVY and APC. Basically, these vehicles will be available as well for these members. These selections of free paints and emblems for the auto shop. Double GTA money and RP with house special works race series and double XP on car meet reps on street races. Additionally, GTA Plus members will also purchase members only shark cards that come to extra bonus cash. These are purchasable from the PS Store or Microsoft Store. Now, top of the line headline content each month, we will see a variety of exclusive rewards for GTA Plus subscribers to claim. These will be the found at the store on the GTA Online web browser, such as Nigeria Motorsports, House Special Workshops, Main Spain Foreclosure, and Doc Tees. GTA Auto 5 was de released current gen earlier this month. Take a look at the GTA 5 graphics comparison between the other generations. Now, when I was reading this, uh, you might hear me chuckle a little bit while I was reading because uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not like this. I'm pretty sure anyone in the GTA community do not like this already. Because we see Rockstar Games, um, Rockstar Games being greedy as usual, basically. When it first comes to like emphasis on us, like grinding or stuff with a long haul this seems more like you're getting like a like a part-time or full-time job and you just want to have fun instead of dealing the whole getting more money with doing all these missions and heists and you can see that agenda by them saying hey you don't have to do them all you have to do is buy one of our currencies of the shark cards no i don't want to spend money on that i want to grind my own stuff within the game like it should be and Rockstar makes it harder for us to do so. And there is an obvious and the quickest way to do so without doing all that hard labor. It might be a little bit hard labor, but if you, if you do it with the friends, it'll be a breeze. Depending on the friends you have, basically, if they don't mess up on the on a few missions. So the biggest quick steam to get more rich is obviously do the heist, particularly the Cryoprico heist. Which I heard is getting a lot of buzz ever since its release. It seems to be the most financially the financially stable way to get more money in the game is to do the Cryoprico heist. All you have to do is just buy the Krasaka, uh submarine, do a couple of missions to set up the heist and go to the island and you're able to make a few bucks just by basically just going to the dude's mansion and just steal valuable things like gold, money, and prices, artifacts, basically. And, and bam, you made a lot of money as long as you skip the island alive. Which... I believe it's a perfect, great way to make money off the bat, honestly. Or you can just do the casino. Casino is a go-to one when I do it with my friends. I play GTA, or I used to play GTA, and we always do the casino heist. We always then we always do the cryoprico heist. We get like a lot of money off of those heists. And instead of doing the whole like other missions, like your 
your uh, your property missions, like selling like selling like illegal goods and whatever over the, over in GTA, just to get a lot of money. But like, nah, they seem viable. We might as well do like a heist or whatever, just have it set up. Which just seem more valuable to get more money than doing other missions. And this just seems like a slap in the face, saying that hey, instead of doing all that labor, maybe you could just want to. Pull out your wallet and just like spend a couple bucks on us each month. You know what I mean? Because we're like $5,000 a month. Or $500,000 a month. I'm like, how about no? How about you actually... If you, if you want to make a more reasonable one, in my opinion, to buy the subscription services, how will you actually change it from $500,000 to at least keep it like a million? Like you did... Before, like you did, like you always give us like $1 million each month before the game is released on next-gen consoles. How about you keep that meta, keep that motto off of it, basically? Then I'll think about it. And, and, and the whole paint job stuff, getting free paints, that's just ridiculous. The paints I can see so far from Los Altos Customs is just like a couple bucks. Just get it off the whim. It's not even that much or whatever, unless you paint like an expensive, expensive paint on your car it's just it's just ridiculous obviously like getting free paints and t-shirts really free clothing that i see so far people saying that this clothing that they mentioned has been like there for like eight years free eight year clothing yay that we don't even bother buying it what the heck and obviously the community is already disappointed in this stuff because a lot of these rewards we see is worthless like really a super yeah a super yeah you think a person would you think a random nuclear would just go there and just say hey i'm gonna buy a super yeah even i just started up with my gt plus really really you don't even you didn't even buy the yacht yet you haven't even bought a yacht you're just starting out this is the most ridiculous subscription services i ever seen especially people from Rockstar I guess I could kind of expect them to do that since obviously they're a greedy greedy gaming company what they see so far with their microtransactions and they're like crunched out with their employees and it's just mind-boggling how you guys created one of the most great games like GTA Red Dead Redemption Bully I think like I think it was like another there was another one it was, it was like a lot of games of Rockstar, Rock, Rockstar maybe aside from those two titles. And it was phenomenal. I used to like you guys. Like you guys like give no two cares in the world to whatever games you made. And now look at yourself. Become the villain by trying to drain your players until they do some sort of stuff. One of my YouTubers who was able to exp- One of my YouTubers who explained this. He compared that to... um. Uh, to like free to play games like Fortnite or um, or Apex Legends or or what's it called uh, uh, Call of Duty that or particularly with Warzone, they're free to play games and you have the option to buy the battle pass and you can just grind through there with the battle pass basically and just like get all the stuff just to pay like that minimal much of money, like yeah, like for me for example, when I was when I used to play Warzone Call of Duty Warzone. Oh no, it wasn't. Um, Call of Duty Cold War. I used to get almost all the battle passes, honestly. No joke. Almost all of them. Not all, none, like, basically, yeah, the ones I always usually like. And for me, Rise and Grind, yeah, I used to get all the cool stuff and whatever. I didn't care if I didn't make it to the end. 
as long as I get all the stuff I need so far, particularly in the battle pass, it looks pretty good. Honestly, it seems like viable stuff for me to get it. And it's, it's a really fun way to do it with all the tier lists instead of buying all, using all the microtransactions and all that stuff. I believe a, a pass seems a bit viable stuff than just having players keep buying and buying a lot of a lot of loot boxes and just like see which one you're gonna get it's kind of like it's kind of like a casino it's kind of like a casino and doing this as subscription services i don't think so i don't think no one likes to get a subscription services just to get like like all these cool features and all that stuff no no we have us gamers have a budget and we have limitations on what we buy and what we not and I believe a a battle pass, just like that, seems like a fair, reasonable financial way to have your players get invest within your games and not spend not as much, but at least enough to make your company a bit more viable. Honestly, maybe a little bit, little bit of cosmetics, but depends if they seem worth it or not. But overall, this subscription services, um, I don't think it's gonna work on that one. Honestly, I mean. I already pay enough for like, uh, for like PS, my PlayStation, my PlayStation Plus, as well as my PlayStation Now because I still play New Vegas through PlayStation Now. Even I have to stream through that game, but I still enjoy the game other way while I keep paying the subscription service. It's it's a fun game. So I recommend that stuff. But overall, um, yeah, it is not a good way to do so. Do that sort of stuff. Like they do with Fortnite and, and Apex Legends, but they did it so well with the battle passes. Or whatever. I'm just or tier or tier list or tier passes, whatever you call them. I just call it battle passes. But I believe Rockstar would have been a good way to do in that direction instead of doing a subscription service. Cause what is this? What is a subscription service? Is this a video game? For Christ's sake. This is not a streaming service. This is this isn't Netflix. This is in Hulu or whatever, like I mentioned before. No, this is a video game we're talking about. A video game meant for fun. Not a video game where you have to pay money day, month by month to get all this cool to get all this cool stuff. This isn't Netflix. This is what gaming is now. I mean it was when they bring on the loot boxes and whatever. But stuff like this kind of riles me up because it is disgusting. It is a way to show your corporations that you guys are greedy as hell. And and I'm glad I know there's gonna be people who are gonna defend Rockstar because oh Rockstar is the big best corporation and whatever. Well guess what not all corporations are gonna be best at their bests one time at a time. And this is gonna and this is a perfect example of the corporation that you thought was the best did some bad move or PR decisions to allow this to happen. No one likes it. No one even likes it. Even the people who are defending it are just basically just like like being a little bit paranoid. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure hopefully they they um uh they respond to many of their fans because no one likes this stuff. And it loses their patience because at this point people are just saying, Hey, remember remember the announcement a couple weeks ago where you guys promised you guys were gonna make a next GTA game? Next GTA title? How about you just how about you just give us more details how about right now? At this point. Instead of giving us more subscription services like services like this. 
How about you just get us the next GTA game now? Not the one you just got remastered it like you did with the other ones, like the Definitive Edition where everything looks like they're made out of Play-Doh. Legit. How about you just give us another GTA game now? Look what you did with Red Dead Redemption Online. You guys butchered that one. And people who are compassionate with GTA Online have already given up on the game. I'm like, you just, you guys basically just got to, like, abandon it. Even one of the famous uh, Rockstar Insiders, by the name of Tez2, he's like, I recommend it if you guys want to follow him for more Rockstar feeds, uh, this, whatever. He was, like, infamous in the community, which mentions that, and I quote, I can definitely see the providing early access to the drip feed from the new DLC content with GTA Plus members, but heck, the HSW Vivisa 8 and remaining vehicles is already being offered as early access to GTA 5 members. Seems a more ridiculous stuff i ever seen so far. It's, 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 it's like a what the hell. Like, what the hell. Everyone's already making fun of it, honestly, and, and people are just saying, you know what, GTA, mostly a rock star. Just, just stop it. Just stop it. I know... I know there's no for a fact that millions of people are playing GTA 5 or doing GTA Online to this day and and, and that's what, I don't know, we're gonna just be in GTA Online for like for like forever until they make the next GTA game but at this point in time just just please just please so we think of your business strategies and just just try not to make your fan base more angry as it is already like please don't do this again honestly just just learn from your mistakes like everyone knows. Any other giving company, just just analyze them. And I'm pretty sure we all want to go back and just play Elden Ring because it seems more viable, reasonable game to play as of right now than just any other any other games at this point, in my opinion. Now, our last news for today in particular comes from JoJoNews.com. That the new batch of Stone Ocean episodes announces for Fall 2022. The next batch for JoJo episodes arrives in Fall 2022. Episodes 13 and 24 of JoJo Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean will release on Netflix. Warner Brothers Japan announces the anime Japan, the anim, at anime Japan 2022 that the second core of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean is coming in Fall of 2022. The batch of next 12 episodes from episode 13 to 24 will be released on Netflix. Host of the event was, I apologize if I can't pronounce their names. I, I, I can't particularly pronounce any Japanese names, but the events were basically um, Matsu, Matsuzawa with um, AI, Matsume Tamura, um, Marai Ise, and Umahara, as well as the Tanasi. Tanezaki as guests, as well as the voice actors for Jolene Kojo, Hermes, Hermes, uh, Foo Fighters, Weather Report, and Imperio, respectively. The event featured around short trailers and key arts around on around the second core. The trailer in includes the scenes of Sports Max, Vavina Westwood, Kenzo D and G, and Nosuda Anosui. From the new episodes, the first 12 episodes of the second season had been released on the 20, the 1st of December of last year, making it the almost a year gap between, between occurs. The 10-year event 
of Joseph's Adventure anim Animation also has a 10-year anniversary project planned. The big anime began back in October 2012. This October will mark the 10 years since the this is a series debut. The project plans to hold various special events using the copyrights of the currently animated seasons, detailing the announcements of Georgia's Bizarre Adventure Animation 10 Anniversary Project official website, scheduled to open around Monday, April 4th of 2022. Now, for those of you who don't know, if you guys haven't listened to the podcast so far from each episodes or a few episodes so far, I like JoJo. I'm a, I'm a fan of Jojo ever since people, my president introduced me to uh, Stardust Crusaders. And I watched like the whole entire parts, even from I started the Stardust Crusaders and I went back to part two and then part one. Then I watched, and then watched part four. And obviously I went through for part five and then watched part six, honestly. And I also read the manga of part seven and eight. So I'm basically just caught up on all Jojo. Except I need to just keep watching part eight, or I mean part six. Honestly, but I could just do that when I spare time. But overall, I am excited for more um, JoJo episodes for Stone Ocean. The thing when I what I could hear from the community of JoJo is that um, is that it's concerning that that um, David Productions, the people who make um, who are, who make JoJo the anime. Decision to have the part 6 anime release on Netflix since it is phenomenal to know that every each time we get a new episode of JoJo is always aired on Friday, which we call it JoJo Fridays. It's a tradition where we watch the new episode of JoJo that's aired every Friday here in the West Coast. Or maybe in the East Coast as well, but simultaneously mostly aired on the West Coast. We call it JoJo Fridays. And that tradition kind of stopped on when they released Stone Ocean on Netflix. And it was concerning because it gives us that binge fatigue where we want more episodes. And it isn't natural for JoJo fans, such as myself, to to um, have this fatigue when it comes to watching JoJo because you want to watch it every single Friday, honestly. Not every Friday you got to have new episodes. Sometimes you got to have like a little epilogue, like a little skip day. And... And then after that skip date, you just leave some new episodes for JoJo. And it kind of baffles me that the they, this strategy is kind of, kind of concerning. Because, because the, um, because we want, we want more content. And having it, hearing that it's going to release in the fall is going to be difficult. Because here in the JoJo community, we've, seen a lot of stuff that have that the way a bit more longer particularly between the eras between part 4 and part 5 it took us a couple of years till we get part 5 after part 4 was over and we were excited that part 5 has finally been announced and animated and it took us quite a while till we get there and and when we say oh part 6 never it's just basically just said yeah they're gonna obviously gonna announce part 6 which it was announced it was great but the fact that you have to wait for more for at least half, almost like a, the quarter of the end of the year, does not sit well with the community is, is, and even myself. Because we're used to seeing Jojo, Jojo every Friday. And having to wait for more than a quarter of a year doesn't sit very well with us. And we sometimes we wish that we could bring back 
Jojo Fridays or having there's some people saying that it would it seemed like a bit of a mistake to have Jojo release on Netflix since for those of you who might not know or probably know at this point that Netflix has this interesting strategy where they release episodes all of them like in one season off the bat then once you watch all those episodes of that season wait until they release more or they decided to cancel it which is an interesting strategy move for most of the content but when you have a a content or a series has already been established and have like a well consistent um schedule for releasing new episodes it is going to be difficult for the fans to get used to this new schedule of when their new episodes are going to be released specifically on netflix so we as jojo fans should have expect this to happen with netflix to do this sort of strategy to just watch all these episodes in this particular particular order then wait for more for the a quarter of a year and it obviously we don't even like that type of strategy because we want more content and we do the best we can to kind of give ourselves more liberated or what's the one i'm trying to say more um more hope or more spirits up basically to give us more excitement for the next episode of Jojo. I know anime is not that easy to make. I understand that. But for whatever reason how they did that for the previous parts. I'm pretty sure it was the right day. Or it was the right thing to do for them. To release all those episodes. While it was interesting to know. That they just released them before. They do all the whole scheduling. And put them on Fridays all the time. Which we all miss Jojo Fridays if you're a Jojo fan. We all miss those type of days. We always watch Jojo every single Friday. And I always get excited when they go after my school ends. I always watch Jojo every single time. On the, on the new episode of each part. And it was exciting. It was really exciting at the time. But. But it was. But yeah. It's good to see all the new. All the new content let us know that there's still more content going to be up. We're still making Jojo and whatever. We still want to let you guys know that we're still in the... We are still... Aware that... The anime still go. We still keep going. And... We are aware that the... Um, there's a pandemic still. But even though it's kind of order... Kind of over at this point. You no know, people news... News... Um, trying to say that... oh. New variant, whatever, and then just like, yeah, we get a new variant, but at the same time, people just don't want to deal with this pandemic anymore, honestly, and just like, move on, basically, move on and all that stuff, but, but aside from that, it would be wise if they could still do more JoJo Fridays, and instead of just having, like, make more episodes for JoJo Fridays, honestly, and, and, and I know people are going to say, but, 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 but if you're going to make Jojo Fridays, it will be difficult for the animators to, to animate more episodes each and every single week. <clears throat> the trailer right now that shows for the new content has, seems it's already been established for a few shots. And I'm pretty sure that the episodes are already made. They're just waiting for the, the green light to just have these episodes to be shown on Netflix. Unless you're gonna do a little bit more prep up and editing a few things that seem to make a bit more of a mistake. But overall I'm pretty sure those episodes that have been released on the trailer have been already been made and just waiting for the green light. I mean 
it is frustrating to be a Georgia fan as of right now. But just keep your hopes up and just live through. I mean, we we just been announced that there's going to be a remake of a video game of JoJo. I mean, for the PS3, it's going to be a remake for the today's, today's generation of consoles. So at least that could kind of fill in the gap for, for people like JoJo. Just be excited for that video game, which I don't mind. Honestly, I'm probably going to get that game. It looks pretty cool. I've seen the gameplay of it. It's a good side-scrolling fighting game. Kind of like um, Eyes of Heaven. And I'm going to get it. Honestly, I like, I like JoJo. I like the way how that game plays. It's pretty well and has more animation to it with the special attacks. And I'm going to get that game, honestly. I like it. I really like it. So, so yeah. For those who want to watch JoJo or are excited for the next season of Soul Ocean. Next fall. I mean, next fall. Sorry. Fall of this year, new episodes coming out. I don't know what I don't know what um month the particular series you just said fall of this year. So be excited, maybe getting around September, October, or November. So be expected around a little bit around mid-August for more updates on that. So this year, so yeah, basically. Now that is it for today's episode, everyone. Hope you like today's news so far. Basically, follow our official Twitter account of Animation9010. That's Animation9010 for more updates over there as well. And I usually do this every Saturday or Sunday if there's any news coming out throughout the week so far. So, yeah. So, this is Animation Nation. I'm your host, Primetime here. Hopefully, get to see you guys next week. Or tomorrow, depending. Or, yeah, next week. Depending on if there's any news throughout the week we have so far. So, yeah. Have a very wonderful day and stay safe. Goodbye.